Imagine this. It's an ordinary Tuesday, but something's different today. You inhale deeply as you wait. You see the sun peeking through the curtains perfectly, and you internally whisper, Ah, thank you. You know challenges will arise today, but you also feel grateful because without challenges, you wouldn't know ease. Without hardships, you wouldn't know flow, and without heartbreak, you wouldn't know love. My hope is to have you lean more toward the side of gratefulness, gratitude, and a world that has so much beauty to offer us. But a lot of times, we are so controlled by our minds that we can walk right by it and never even experience it. This is Opaloma, and I'm your host, Casey Zaruba. Welcome. Hi, hello, friends. I'm super freaking pumped to be here with you guys today. I wanted to talk about five inner development tools that I can get behind that aren't really just a trend. They're not really a fad, but they're something that I think are like core, core like stepping stones on the path of like true inner self growth development. And I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna be like, I think you're gonna like them. I don't know. Let's roll with it. Let's see. Okay. First one, number one, this one is like, (laughs) honestly, one of the biggest ones that I think I've personally had to work on. And it's be quick to think and process and slow to respond. And then I put in parentheses, shut up people. This is such a big one because I, in the past, and I still have to really control this. I'm pretty reactive to things, right? Like I, I really love for people to know my opinion, but not in a, I like to be noticed and the attention on me kind of way. I just think I sometimes, it's just kind of a downfall, you know? And I I think sometimes this is how, especially over the last two years with like the craziness of social media and like, you know, big time mob mentality, like all of this stuff. I think one of the biggest gifts we can give to ourselves and the relationships that we're pursuing and the relationships we're cultivating, the businesses we're growing. Because here's the thing is like everything you do on social media is a fingerprint. Like it is there. It is in the cloud somewhere. So you can delete it all day long, sis, after you have deep regret, but it's up there. It is somewhere in the cloud. And if you know, you just never, especially like if you're listening and you're in your twenties, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, trust me, be slow to respond, put things in a voice message, not in a text message. (laughs) I'm just getting kind of, however, things they, they live forever, right? Like especially your words. And so one of the best like growth tools that I use and that I would encourage you to use is be really be slow to respond. Don't be, don't be reactive with your words. And this is going to kind of go into another one, but be slow to respond. Even if that takes 24 hours and you open a message and you are like pissed off about it, or a friend says something to you or your, your spouse, or, you know, someone you're in business with says something to you. I'm telling you, you will, there's never been a single time that I have regretted waiting to respond until I was not, um, I was not highly upset about it. You're also never going to go wrong being quick to think and process. Like, and basically by being quick to think and process, I just mean like, like really process it, you know, because what we're responding to when we're really quick to respond, we just like spout off at our mouths and just respond to something with hate is we're responding to an emotion we feel within us. We're not actually responding to anything that person said. We're responding to something inside of us that was affected by something they said. And so 
It's really, it's really big of you and important to know the difference of those two things. Number two, inner development tools that I can get behind. Stop being outwardly reactive to triggers. Another one I have struggled with. This kind of goes hand in hand with number one, but when I say when, because you are going to be triggered by something because we are not robots. We are human beings with human emotions, human reactions, human feelings, like the whole thing. Right. And there's no way that some stranger on the internet. And I think that, I think that we sometimes can get this wrong when we think people should know, they should know that was going to make me mad. They should know that that was inappropriate to say, like they should know that that is, you know, not right. Or like that could deeply hurt me because of the trauma that I've been in my past. With this, we don't know. Not everybody know. I don't know. When people piss me off and they trigger me, they don't know. I mean, I'm maybe not ever. Some people say things purposely on like comments and stuff like that. But generally speaking, the thing that you're triggered by, that person has no idea of your story, of your past, of your hurts, of your traumas. They don't know they're triggering you. And, you know, a little bit, I might make some people mad when I say this. So I should probably, again, keep my mouth shut. But, you know, I feel like a little bit that as a society, like we've, we've really began to like wear our heart on our sleeve 24 hours a day. Everything affects us. Everything triggers us. Everything is against us. Everything is, you know, not for us. And like, bad things are coming and people are being mean on purpose. So when you see somebody say something on the internet that absolutely will trigger you, if you follow me, you know, this just kind of happened with somebody referring to, I asked a question online about meditating and immediately had several people be like, meditate on God's word, meditate on scripture, like listen to scripture while you're meditating. And it very much felt like they were like, it I know they were coming from a good place. Like, I I honestly, I don't question that. I knew the girls that had said it, even though we're not like real life friends. I know them well enough to know their hearts, but it still felt like this thing that was like, oh my gosh, we see her going off course. Let's course correct kind of thing. And, um, you know, even with that, I can recognize that they didn't say anything wrong. You know, sometimes we, we get in this like blame society that people are out for us and they're constantly trying to tear us down and they're constantly trying to like, hurt us and blame us and shame us and guilt us. And, you know, that's just simply not always the case. And I think that if we could switch our lens a lot of the time to giving people more the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I think this also takes a lot of work of just having an optimism attitude. Like I am naturally an optimistic person. I am an Enneagram seven. I am a manifester on human design. I am, I am naturally just like a bubbly, high energy type person. And so I do like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I think that if we could get at, you know, just generally as a culture, get more behind that people aren't always out for us, man, it would be like such a healthier, happier space to be in. So just kind of keep that thought in the back of your mind that when something triggers you, it is, they are not out for you. And I, I think if we can tell that to ourselves and not not accept the lie that I think, I think sometimes social media tries to sell us. The algorithm tries to sell us that like all of these people are kind of against us and like not accepting of us. It would put us in a lot healthier, like better headspace as well. Number 
Uno, dos, tres. 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 I don't know. I took Latin. Don't ask me why. I plan on being in the medical field my whole life. Okay. Number three, inner development tools that I can get behind learning that releasing the expectations of other people's opinion is basically the most freeing thing imaginable. Do not change because someone doesn't like what you're doing. If you intuitively feel led to do something, do not change it. If you intuitively feel led to grow a passion project, a creative arts project, a business, whatever, do not change it because people don't understand it. Maybe they're not the people that it was meant for in the first place. They don't like it. It's not your problem. They aren't comfortable with your personal growth and the way that you're growing. Again, it's not your problem. Like it is an utter and complete waste of time to try to get people to understand your thought process. They are built physically and emotionally different than you. We are all built differently than each other. And I think we we can step in and acknowledge each other and appreciate each other for our gifts and what we bring to the table instead of being intimidated by what you're bringing to the table and feel like I'm only good enough if I bring that same. Have you ever like, let me just back. I've actually done this before. Have you ever seen someone thriving at like a business you've never even really considered? And you're like, I mean, I feel like I should be doing, be doing that too. Like I could be doing great at that. Like we almost feel like we need to take on every little thing instead of staying in our lane where we feel most called to and let someone else shining in their lane where they feel most called to. I feel like our talents and what we have to bring to the table as women and men, but, but mostly like what we have to bring to the table as women, it's like, we aren't dimming each other's lights because we're both showing up in the same space, trying to be successful. We are, we are shining light on each other. We are constantly the stair step for one another. And I think women get this backwards a lot of the time thinking they need to put another woman down that is also growing her business. Or even if they don't put them down, they definitely don't celebrate them and have a little bit of jealousy towards them. But you guys, if we could look at women laterally that are in business or healthy relationships or something like that more as a stepping stone than a cinder block on top of our, our growth, golly, can you imagine the waves we would make in just like business and growth and women empowerment and, you know, just women and moms doing big things, you know, number four inner development tools that I can get behind. Stop focusing so much on managing your time. I know, I know what you're thinking. No, I need to manage my time. Casey, stop focusing so much on managing your time and manage your energy levels. If it drains you, it's not for you. If it energizes you, it's a clue. It's not a coincidence. I I don't even like fully believe in like luck and coincidences. That's actually number five. So I'm going to back up. But if it drains you, that is a, that is a sign. That is, (laughs) that is God. That is the universe. That is your intuitive feelings and emotions telling you I should draw back pull back from this thing. This maybe isn't for me, or maybe it's not for me right now. Maybe I need to replace it. Maybe I need to remove it, but definitely listen to it. And on the flip side, if it's something that brings you energy, something that brings me a lot of energy is being in nature. I mean, I could literally, I'm not even kidding you. The amount, the amount of times that we have been at the beach, we have been on a hike. We have been at the park. I mean, If you know anything about me and follow me, you know, I literally, any new place we go to, I'm like searching out a park, a natural river, like something like that. 
it brings me the, I mean, it's like where I feel like I'm closest to God is like in nature. Like even just walking through my neighborhood, I just get so lost in like the trees and the grass and like the little ponds and the ducks. I mean, just like literally all of this life concurrently rolling at the same time. It's just a one in a billion chance that could actually happen and it's happening. And so I don't want to miss the opportunity to capitalize on like just being so joyful about it. And I don't want you to either getting too like getting too hung up on like perfect time management because our, our, our time will be better served. Our time will be better used if we're not doing things that we don't want to do, because you know, there are things that like you keep bumping to the bottom of your to-do list and you keep pushing back and pushing back and pushing back. It's because it drains you and it's not something that brings you light and excitement. It's something that you're like kind of dreading doing. Like something for me would be like clerical type work, like entering data. Sounds horrible. I mean, I'm just not about it. Like that is not something I want to do. <laughs> I have an amazing assistant, Claire, that does all the number stuff for me. But creating beautiful graphics, creating inspiring content, creating words that move people, this podcast, dreaming of what all Opaloma is going to be, creating merchandise, styling it, putting it on, creating content like that stuff brings me alive. Being with my kids, like I want to draw near to the things that are energy and light givers. And I want to pull back from the things that drain me. And I, I talked about this, I think in episode one or two, but like that included friendships, you know, I mean, that has included friendships in the past and about a year and a half ago, like a pretty recent friendship. And so, and that's just, I mean, that just is what it is. It wasn't always like that. And it became that. And I mean, that's it. There's not really like a big story to it. I've already kind of talked about it, but it, it can include people too, not just tasks, you know, not just, oh, I don't want to do this work. You know, maybe, maybe it includes a friend. Maybe, I mean, I'm not telling you to like abandon your friends. Don't do that. <laughs> I definitely think there's room to like have conversations that should always come first. I don't think you should just like leave. However, I think your own personal peace has to has to trump everything, honestly, especially if you're in a relationship or a marriage or you have kids and your mom, because honestly, if it costs me my peace, it costs too much because I need to be able to be really patient for my children and I need to be able to be a really hands-on wife. I mean, not in a sexual way. I mean, maybe a sexual way too, but you know what I mean? Like I, I need to be able to be like really available for my husband when it comes to like emotional and because he's that for me, you know, like it would be different if he like what didn't meet any of those needs for me, but he like meets all of my needs and then some. Somehow this took a turn. Like this is coffee and confessions 2.0. I'm <laughs> just kidding. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, coffee and confessions is something I did on Instagram about a year ago. <laughs> every Monday people would confess all things about sex, like literally all conversations about sex. They got pretty wild. It was great education. It was great conversation. It was honestly like one of the best eras, coffee and confessions. So we'll go down in history. Okay. Last thing of five inner development tools that I can get behind is luck and coincidence are not a thing. I know, hear me out. Here's the thing is like, if we believe that God is in control and if we believe that we are like whole beings that also are in control as far as our reactions, our emotions, our thoughts, our processes, we have strong, strong, strong minds that like can manifest and bring to life and help create and we can work with God and create all the, like if we really believe all of that, I believe all of that, then 
people are not brought into our lives by coincidence. You know how you're always like, oh my gosh, I ran into Janice at the store. I haven't seen her in 15 years. What a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Like maybe Janice popped up in your brain because somehow your paths are going to cross that you bless each other in like a month. You know, luck is not a thing. We create what we want. Like the path is already written. We just get to choose if we resist it or we roll with it. Right. And so I'm, I'm in the stance. I'm like in the roll with it car. I'm not really trying to resist much. Something that has been so, oh my gosh, probably, I don't even know that if I talked about this, probably one of the biggest things that it's helped me releasing a lot of control, which is a big quality that I've wanted to work on is being okay with seeing the start and not knowing the end. I'm okay with Tyler and I were recently led to make a really big decision that I'll, I'll be able to share soon. I just want some more like not confirmation as far as like, if we should do it, it's already, it's already, we're already doing it, but I want more closure with this process before I share about it because I shared about this the other day, but I don't, I don't always think it's smart to share about something if it's still in a vulnerable state in this process. It is, it's an exciting process, but can be kind of stressful too. And so I just don't want to open myself up to feedback and opinions when I, one, don't really want to hear them. And two, don't know that I would respond well, because I think I would respond from a place of maybe just like anxiousness or something. And it's a really exciting, like very freaking exciting thing, but it's just a, it's a big decision. And so anyways, I, I feel like, you know, when we make these decisions, we, we sometimes let people in on that process when, you know, we just, we shouldn't. And I think a lot of times with coincidences and with luck, we think that it just happens. And you know, Tyler and I just happened to meet in a bar. Like, no, we didn't just happen to meet in a bar. Our whole lives have been leading up to that moment. I've literally spent, I don't know, probably since I was 12 years old, my number one prayer was like, please let me be in a happy marriage. I'm not kidding you for 20 freaking years, 15 years, 10, however long until I met Tyler, like that was my number one, number one prayer. And so, you know, one of, one of the healthiest things I've ever done for myself is be okay with intuitively following where I feel led, even if it doesn't make sense to me, even if it doesn't make sense to others, I feel, I feel a lot of faith and trust in God's decision to push me that way. I don't, I think we're a team, right? Like I think we're, we're leaning together and I don't feel stressed to have to see the full story before I'll take us, before I'll flip that first page. I think if we, um, I don't know, I think it's a really healthy tool and it's one that's, that's helped me a lot is just, you know, being able to have trust and faith that the, you know, the final chapter is a really, really good one. Even if I'm only on chapter one, you know, there are those psycho people that they read the end of the book first. I don't get you. I do not get you. Why, why would you, you know, if you knew the ending, why read the whole book? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same concept, like start from the beginning, roll with it. And I don't know, I, it's just something that I've adapted or adopted. And it's something that's been like, so freeing and so peaceful of like, I just, I don't know what it looks like, but I have a lot of faith that it's going to look good. And I have a lot of faith that we're going to end up, you know, right where we're meant to be. And I have a lot of faith that this is going to play out exactly how it's supposed to play out. And the people that are supposed to be a part of it are going to be a part of it. And it's all going to work for our good, you know, because what you think about, what you believe you draw in. If I, if I sit here and I believe that it's all going to work out and I believe the right people are put in my path and I, and I really have faith that the ending is going to be in my family's best interest, then that's what I'm calling in. Like, that's what I'm bringing in to my, my people. And that's, that's what I want, 
you know, you know, flip side, it's the same thing. You know, if you sit here and you call in like, I'm freaking out, I'm stressed, what's going to happen? Nothing ever works in my favor. I'm used to, I'm used to everything going bad. Like somehow I'm going to get screwed in this deal. Like you're literally with a megaphone calling it in, sister. <laughs> Stop doing that. You're calling in your biggest fears, you know, call in your biggest successes, call in your biggest you know, hurdles in life, call in your biggest loves, call in your biggest dreams, call in that shit, you know, stop calling in the scary stuff. Let's stop talking about it. We, Tyler and I, we, I think I have mentioned this before too, but we literally, if we feel like we're getting sick, we'll tell each other, don't say it. Nope. We're not saying it out loud. You don't speak it. My, my poor kids, they, as me and a mom, foster will wake up and be like, oh, my mom, my stomach hurts. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Let's put some diegize on it. Let's get some oils on you. Let's get some supplements. Let me make you some tea. What do we need to do? You're totally fine. You feel great. <laughs> no, I don't think that's like the end all be all. Like, of course, sometimes the stomach really does hurt. But that is how strong I think our mental processes play on our physical actions and our physical bodies. So it's something we take real serious in this Zeruba household. So I hope you go through this week and I hope you feel blessed and I hope you call your dreams in, call your successes in, call your dream relationships in. I'm not freaking kidding you for, okay, so if I was like 12, I'm just guessing, 10, 12, something like that. I mean, I married Tyler at 20, we're 12 years this year, so 24. I'm not kidding you guys. I prayed for a healthy, happy marriage my entire life. I literally called it in. I could not be married to a better man. Like this man is so good to me. I, I heard a reel the other day and I actually texted Tyler about it last night because he's been gone for three days. And the day that he left, he probably is like, <laughs> he's kind of die. He's not even got like me. I just, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Okay. So he, we got in this argument the day he left because he was like, wanting some sex. And I was like, not, I was like, dude, I'm not moved. I hadn't been for like three days. He's like, seriously. And I'm like, he's like, I'm about to leave for three days and we're not going to have sex. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm not in the mood. I'm sorry. You know, and he always takes it personally and I love him so much and he's so respectful and all of that. But anyways, after he left, he desires me so incredibly much. And yes, I think it was yesterday. I heard a, a woman and she was like giving a speech and she, or it was a, I'm sorry, it was a podcast, but it was like a recorded one where you could like see them talking. And she was like, if you have been like married for a lengthy time, like we've been married 12 years this year. So I feel like that's like a good amount of time. And you have a husband that still actively pursues you, actively desires you, you know, makes comments, is affectionate towards you. You are lucky. You are so lucky. There is a lot of people that do not have that. And it just made me feel really grateful. And although I, I genuinely do not believe I take Tyler for granted, I mean, if you follow me, you see how much gratitude I have towards him and as a father, as a husband, everything in his job, all of it. However, I just, I texted him and I was like, I know that, you know, like, I know you know how grateful I am for you, but I just, I heard this podcast and it made me just even more grateful that you do like, desire me so much, especially in times where I just don't feel my best. I have like gained weight in the last year and I, you know, I want to be one of those people that like, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with my body and I very much appreciate my body and I do love it, but you know, it, it is hard to see your body change. And I do want to feel my best, not even just, not even like for like pounds, like, you know, but I want to like 
feel my strongest and feel my healthiest and feel my best and internally, emotionally, on a spiritual level, on a physical level, all of it. And I haven't felt that all the time in the last year. And which is literally this whole journey that I'm sharing about, like I'm literally sharing about it as I go and, you know, kind of what I've learned over the last year. And so anyways, it's, it was just, it was a really sweet conversation and well, he comes home tonight, so I'm sure he'll get some. We'll see. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great week. I'm so freaking grateful you're here. I hope your week is blessed. Yeah, I'm just like standing in the gap and believing and praying over you that you are calling in all the good things that you deserve in life, all the success in your business, all the success in your relationship, all the hurts being healed, all the traumas being disappeared, like all actually not disappeared. Trauma doesn't disappear, but I, I do think that you can heal it and you can honor it and then you can move on from it, you know? And so I hope you guys have the best week. Bye friends. Close your eyes. Well, unless you're driving and then maybe let's not. One inhale, one exhale. You're doing it, my friend. You're changing hard things into new things. And little by little, you're taking control over your emotions and your future. And I am so damn proud of you for that. You should be too. I feel honored to do the work alongside you. If you want to follow along my sweet, not so little family, you can find me on Instagram at Zaruba Life and at oo.paloma. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.